1: Patrick and with me is Ray Pingoy and we are going to be bringing the Fully Alive program to you this morning. Welcome Ray.
2: Hello, hello, good morning everyone. Thanks for having me Don.
1: Oh, as usual.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's always great to be here.
1: Yes, yes, so um, Ray and I have been doing something kind of fun the last few months. And that is kind of doing a catechesis, um, a Wednesday audience. Wednesday audience. Wednesday audience. Um, How appropriate. Yes, which is what uh, John Paul II did for five years from... 1979 to 1984, um, when he brought us what we now know as Theology of the Body. So we thought, well, we have a show on Wednesdays. Um, what a great opportunity to kind of do something similar. Of course, nothing near as great as what he did, but we can certainly go through um, what we can and kind of yeah. summarize it for everybody.
2: And we try. We try our best to to bring this forward. It is, though, uh, I can't believe it. It's, it. You know, you feel the... The passing of time in, in, in the weather. It's getting colder. We started it, this in the is. summer.
1: We started this in the summer. And, of course, we, we had a pretty hot summer. We did. Um, and, you know, I was talking to somebody a little bit earlier about the year 2020, and it's kind of like the year of nothing.
2: <laughs> well said. <laughs> it kind of is.
1: I, I mean, it was just when a, a day ago. It was um, March, and here we are now in the fall right. in October. How I mean, st- weird as that
2: <laughs> it just goes by fast. Um, of course, uh, counting our blessings at the same time, but it has gone so fast,
1: it it has. And I remember when, um, we decided that we needed to work from home and be under lockdown, and we all thought, okay, this is a few weeks, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then I remember the cardinal having a meeting with us and saying, this is gonna last a while, guys. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, a while, what June? Right. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and here we are once in a blue moon, we're in the office for a radio show or something, but mm-hmm. not very often. So, but it is nice to be here in the city um, and to be talking to all of our listeners here in the Chicagoland area. So,
2: yeah. And it's, it, as I mentioned, it's been a gift. It's been a, a real gift to share this uh, platform and also to really talk about, you know, what, what, what is what is God up to? Right. And, yeah. you know, we could only discuss, we could only reflect, we could only guess. But we really offered up to God in in a sp- simple way. This is, in a sense, a, a prayer of ours to, mm-hmm. you know, to um, unveil a little more pieces uh, at a time. And as Don mentioned, we're talking about the the theology of the body from 1979 to 1984, and we're just really scratching the surface of it, right?
1: We are. We are. But, you know, we're taking several months to do this. So Mm -hmm. hopefully— some of you have been listening to us every month, and, and you've been in looking forward to these these chats that we're having. And if you're just joining us now, you know what? You can listen to it. Go back to uh, the radio and TV page from, at, at you know, archchicago.org, and you can listen to the archives, and you can hear what we've been talking about, I think, since July.
2: Since July. Also, mm-hmm. you can invite us to your parish. You can, we can actually do this as well. Through uh, virtual uh, means as well, right?
1: Or if you have a you know gathering of fifty people or less, I think we can we come can definitely and do that. Uh, and we and we're still working in schools and working with young people and with the same kind of restrictions. You know, whatever the school can allow, or we can be on the Zoom platform or, mm-hmm. or another um, platform like that. We certainly are available. So, but anyway, let's let's get into this. So, so we we've been talking about this for a few months now, and. We're, talking, we're still talking about a time that John Paul II referred to as original man, mm-hmm. which is, you know, going back to God's original plan for us and what happened as he created everything mm-hmm. and how he created man last, and really it was the cherry on the cake, right, or cherry mm-hmm. on the ice cream Sunday, because um, everything was good. And God can't do anything but good things, but then he's created man and he looked around and he said now everything is very good
2: right and and um it we also have to dive in and remind ourselves as well as human beings of who we are what what is our make right in in uh this study of the theology of the body mm-hmm. uh, we have to remind ourselves that we are both a body and a soul composite. we're both a, a
1: body and a soul and that's how god created us originally mm-hmm. and forever um and and i think the fact that He declared his creation very good only after man as man and woman were Mm -hmm. created Mm -hmm. um, because it's so important he created woman for man, man for woman um, so that we could know him better.
2: Right. And in this great reflection, as Don mentioned, we're we're uh, getting into, we're studying, we're reflecting this whole catechesis about the, the book of Genesis, the creation story. And he talks about this in that description. Again, Don mentioned this, the original experience mm-hmm. of, of man. And so it starts with original solitude. And we talked about that uh, in a previous uh, recording mm-hmm. that it's important for us to, again, reflect on this original experience original solitude. Adam was alone. He but was, he wasn't just alone. He was alone with God. Yes. Right. And and seeing all the creation, Adam had a task. You know, he was getting to know all these beautiful creation of of God. And but at the same time, Adam felt that ache of, wait a minute, something's something's a, a missing here. Something's missing here. Because
1: he knew that there was no other like him. Mm-hmm. Where he saw the animals all had an other and he saw that you know, everything else was created for him, for him to um, have dominion over, and to name, and to befriend, and mm-hmm. to um, you know care for. But he realized there was nothing equal to him.
2: Yeah, and uh, he saw, and he saw God. Uh, he saw God in all of those creations. The beauty of it. Yes, all those creations, which leads us to original unity.
1: When and when. God said, okay, it's time. And he said to Adam, you're going to take a little nap. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really tell him what was coming, yeah. but he took the rib and he formed Eve or the woman out of Adam's side. And he did that on purpose. It's Every, every single every, word is so important. It's he, poetry, right? Yes. It's
2: just beautiful. And
1: he didn't just say, they didn't say, well, boom, there was the woman. No, he took a rib from Adam's side. He didn't take it from his head. He didn't take it from his feet because if he took it from his head, the woman would— you know symbolically have been above the man or if he took it from his feet then she would have been beneath the man no no she was taken from his side which means they were equal
2: closest to his heart
1: yes and 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 totally equal which is where you know we see a lot of unrest in today's society about you know are are men created greater than women are women greater than men no we are equal but completely different because we are complementary yeah
2: and a little bit of a, a rewind here, going back to original solitude part of it. Adam needed to feel that ache, yes. to see that and recognize that, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, something's missing. I'm not complete here. And here, here we are in our original unity where God presents and gifts Adam with Eve. At last, bone last, to my bone. Like I said, that, my that, flesh. that Etta
1: James <laughs> uh, response, at last. Yes. But um, but you know a lot of times people let, read that story and and without really having the the ability to reflect on it or, or having the guidance they might say wait a minute did God make a mistake and he and he right. realized he needed to give Adam a partner oh whoa 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 mm-hmm. he wait 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 let's back up let's back up let's create a a an, a partner for you no, no 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 actually it was completely planned because Adam as as Ray just said needed to feel that ache and he needed to know that He was alone, so that it would be such a gift that God was giving to him.
2: And that was the that was the scene when Adam opened his eyes and saw Eve. He saw an equal. He saw, wait a minute, that this woman is the same as me, but at the same time different as well. Mm-hmm. She has different gifts gifts that I don't have.
1: Well, in some tri- translations, actually, say God created a help for him. Mm-hmm. So. They were to be helpers to each other because together they could see God.
2: And it's the, this is it. This is the theology of the body, right? A, a, a great piece of it. The, the image of God, we are made in his image and likeness, right? And it's stamped in the way he made us. It's stamped in our bodies. Yes. And we see that uh, in, in Adam and in Eve, in woman and in man. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Now there's a complementarity in those the, the the two creation becoming one,
1: right? So you know at at the time everything was was perfect. They were very yes. excited. They um, were able to see God through each other, which is God's original plan for us. We we don't you know use another person. We can see God through their eyes, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that was that was the the original plan that God had for us. Um, because of the two, they
2: could yeah. see God. Yeah, now now we're we're getting into original sin. We'll time out, not yet, in, yeah. in a sense. Uh, we ha- we're, I believe the wisdom in John Paul II's writing in his Theology of the Body is that he's after us finding out how to go about or even say, seeing that it's possible that the body and soul are fully integrated, mm-hmm. are united as one. Because in the very beginning, that was what it was. Well, and God's
1: will was for us to live forever in that garden. Right. And right.
2: it was a beautiful garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, were no, there were no bad climates. It was beautiful. It was a perfect garden. Everything was in harmony. Everything. And then, and then now, um, of course, we're fast-forwarding here. There's so many other themes that we can open up here. But uh, I think it's important for us to kind of get into original innocence or, or we could say original nakedness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for me... Honestly, for me, when when I was diving into this, Uh as a young man, when I was diving into this, I didn't fully understand this original innocence part. Because, to be honest, I I was surrounded by the culture that we're in in now. And this culture that we're in now is after original sin.
1: Sure. So it's hard to understand what it would have been like not to have any sin around you. Um, Not to ever have... Uh, a disagreement with a lion, you know, if you ran into one, right? Yeah, <laughs> or or to have you know two dogs fighting with each other. That you know today we just know that that's how nature works, right? right?
2: And then, and we wrestle with it because uh, we're like what you always. You always kind of joke around about this, Don, about mosquitoes. Right. I mean, why are they here? They're <laughs> annoying.
1: Why do we have mosquitoes? They're awful. There's absolutely no good reason for them. Okay, so they're part of the food chain. I, I, I guess frogs need them, things like that. <laughs> but for us, they're they are just awful. I mean. You See, know, I we, got it
2: going. Sorry.
1: Yeah, we've had a problem with gnats gnats in our house all summer.
2: Oh my goodness! And my
1: husband is constantly spraying Raid because you know his his office is in the basement now. Uh-huh. So I constantly hear this, <laughs> and he's like, "Gosh, they're gnats!" And I noticed I had little gnat bites all over my ankles oh, too. Oh no! And it's, it's it's because you know they've they've entered in through the drains or what have you, but before the fall
2: in the beginning
1: it was not it so it was not so those <laughs> nets would have been in harmony with us and that's um, what
2: that's what we need to uh go back to and, and reflect about because this is this is uh, the original un- unity after that the 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 great feeling and again reflection of original nakedness original innocence, innocence.
1: but let's let's talk about why we're calling it original nakedness yes um if you, if you remember from reading the story of Adam and Eve in the, in the, second, the second story of creation, mm-hmm. um, God created Adam and then when he put Adam to sleep and he created Eve out of his side, um, they were created and they were naked without shame. Mm-hmm. They were not shameless because that would be different. But the fact that they were naked without shame. So let's unpack that for a second. What what does that mean to be naked without shame?
2: Again, I just want to put in a disclosure here. It's important for us. It's important for us to acknowledge that. In we're in the the broken part of history here. We're in the the after original sin. So it's harder for us, and we need full concentration, we need prayer, uh, especially uh, in this part of the reflection, because we're not fully understanding that. When we say naked in this part of history, there is a a bit of uncomfortableness, there's a Mm -hmm. bit of maybe humor. Well,
1: and if you're a 12-year-old boy, you're laughing right right now listening, Mom, they just said said naked (laughs) on the radio. So, But you know what, with that in mind, I'm just going to ask you guys to hold on for a second, and we're going to unpack— what it means to be naked without shame after the break i believe in the risen one.
4: i, believe I overcome.
5: Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today.
6: You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020, the online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th for a night filled with music, camaraderie and inspiring speakers. Cardinal Blaise Supich, and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now, more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free, and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org.
5: When you think of the word neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities' Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another.
1: Welcome back to Fully Alive. You're listening to Dawn and Ray um, unpack kind of the beginning of still, the beginning, the beginning. of John Paul II's yeah. Theology of the Body. Um, but, you know, he spent a lot of time on this. Mm-hmm. He really did. He, what did we say? It was like more than half, almost two-thirds of of uh, the the catechesis he did looking back at the beginning
2: yeah yeah the majority of the theology the body continues on pointing back to this uh genesis the catechesis of the book of genesis Mm -hmm. the creation story Mm
1: -hmm. so we kind of left you right before the break talking about that uncomfortable almost humorous word nakedness
2: right and so what what does that mean what what strikes in uh, what's uh what's in your heart when you do hear that word nakedness Original nakedness, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Let's unpack this. Before original sin happened, they saw the body, and and said, "Yeah, okay, there it is. That's the body." And they were transported upwards, and they saw the great vision of God and the Creator Himself, right? And they they said, "Praise be to God." Mm-hmm. And that's what they saw. They saw a tree, and they said, "Wow, beautiful yeah. is He, our God, right. our Creator." And Adam saw even said, "Wow." beautiful as she and then saw didn't just stay in the body of Eve but was again transported upwards and was invited upwards to uh, to really see the beauty of the creator himself and some of
1: that um term original nakedness refers to the fact that he could see her
2: ho- holy for who yes. she was this is again the body and soul integration yes. right yes. they lived this Adam right. and eve lived this so
1: it wasn't just Whoa, she's naked. <laughs> Which right. nowadays, unfortunately, that's kind of what we think when we see somebody in that situation. Whoa.
2: Yeah, and and this is the the reason for this is of course original sin. We're still feeling the remnants of it. I, I was uh uh you know in in um praying for all of the the the, the tragic thing that happened in in nine eleven. Actually lived in New Jersey during that time, so it's right across from from where we were. Right across, you know, the bay. And they say that even until now, there's still dust settling down on you know on on uh on that area of New York. Mm-hmm, there's still dust mm-hmm. from 9/11, right? In the very same way, this is what's happening in our world now in or, with original sin. Sure, it's we're still feeling the remnants of it. The the dust, in a sense, is still settling, and this is why we we don't fully understand that 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 whole reflection of Original nakedness, the the original innocence that Adam and Eve had, and so this is why John Paul II invites us to reflect on this original experience, mm-hmm. and and really take take it, take it to prayer, take it, uh, and and imagine yourself in there and and see what Adam and Eve were seeing and feeling. Right, right. So again, it's hard for us to understand it because we're in this broken part of history. But uh, we're invited to reflect on that innocence, reflect on that nakedness, because this is the full integration of body and soul.
1: Absolutely. And and understanding that if you you can see somebody holistically uh, and you see them for everything they are, then, um, you know, that's when you are able to see God, really.
2: Right. And it's not a rejection. And this is where we are right now in our culture. It's not a rejection of the body. Right? It's not like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, uh, cover yourself up kind of a thing. Because now, again, we're in this broken part of history. But here's another gift to that as well. And in chapter 3, verse 7, when their eyes were opened, this is after original sin happened, right? Chapter 3 in, in the book of Genesis, verse 7. Then the eyes were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and sewed fig leaves together, and made an apron. And then... It, Continues on in chapter 3, verse 21. And the Lord God made Adam and Eve garments of skin mm-hmm. and clothed them, even after original sin, even after they sinned against God, God provided for them.
1: He did. And he didn't say, okay, so now you've got something that has to be covered up and that's shameful. Mm-hmm. That's not what he said. Instead, and this is, I think, a misconception that a lot of people have. They think, well, y- you know, we're called to modesty to hide something that's just not worth looking at, um, or that's hide something that's so sinful. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what happened. God said, "Here, I'm going to give you some garments to protect you. Mm-hmm. First of all, because now that sin has happened, if if you don't protect yourself, somebody's going to look on you lustfully right. and sinfully." Um, and you'll you'll be subject to that, not to mention if you intend to uh, show that part. sometimes you are subjecting others to sin and lustfulness. And that's not um that's not a prudish thing at all. It's just we we need to protect ourselves.
2: It really is the veiling of something sacred. yes. and uh, and uh, again, in in verse twenty one of chapter three of Genesis, God provided that, even after the fact that, Adam and Eve failed. Adam and Eve sinned.
1: So, I mean, it just shows you how much God God loves us. Yeah. I mean, he loved us so much. First of all, he he created the world so that he could love us. Mm
3: -hmm. Right.
1: (laughs) And he gave us dominion over everything and gave us every little thing we could possibly need because he loved us. And then in spite of the fact that he gave us everything, there was one thing he said, you probably should stay away from Or no, he did direct them to stay away from He didn't just say you probably should. Yeah. He said you you will stay away from As a loving father. Yes. Yeah, just he's... like Ray, you have little kids. I do, yeah. You and don't let your, your one-year-old go and put his hand on the stove. That would
2: be a bad idea. No. Right. I would say, no, don't do that. Or, or I, I I don't say, uh, just go ahead and try it out. It's not good. Right. No, no, I, I say don't do it because I, I care for them.
1: Right. But every now and then, sometimes they probably go over and try it out anyway. Right. Has that happened?
2: Yeah, unfortunately.
1: Right. <laughs> Right,
2: It happens to me all the time as well. I'm like I shouldn't do that.
1: I shouldn't do that. And then you're <laughs> hurt or, or burned or what have you. Um, because that God loves us so much, he's trying to protect us. And he didn't want us to be subjected mm-hmm. to um, what would happen if we ate from the knowledge of good and evil.
2: Right. And here we are now in this broken part of history. The thing is, and, you know, we're really fast-forwarding this. Uh, and, again, there's so many other themes that we can— really highlight and, and, and reflect on. Uh, but now here we are in this broken part of history. I always ask the, uh, my, the teens that I would teach about this, um, is it possible now for us after original sin to see God the way that Adam and Eve did? Is it possible for us to to have that, that perfect harmony with nature right. that God has created around us, right? Is it possible for us to, to, to have that? And then some of them are, you know, they kind of shake their head and like, mm, I don't know, I know. And here's the good news, right? The good news is that, you know, throughout salvation history, the good news is that God loves us so much that he gave us his only son, right. Jesus Christ. Right,
1: So we we refer to, thanks to our Saint John Paul II, we refer to that uh, that time mm-hmm. and those original experiences as original man, mm-hmm. that God, the way God intended to create us. Unfortunately, we are all suffering from something called spiritual amnesia, Mm -hmm. which makes it hard to remember why God created us, but it's written on our hearts. So therefore, we have this longing to be back with God and those original experiences, but sometimes without some guidance and without some opportunity to reflect on it, um, we don't really understand what that longing is. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, um, we fill that longing with things that aren't intended by God um, to, and it just they just, they always fall short.
2: And then now we're in in this broken part of history, as you mentioned Don falling short, it's easier for us now and back in the uh, in the garden with Adam and Eve, it was close to impossible to break apart body and soul. There mm-hmm. was no death. Yes the, the definition of death is the separation of body and soul. Again, here we are in the broken part of history where it's so easy for us to look at each other as just a body. It's so easy for us to just separate that body and soul. There's, it's, it's a great challenge for us to have that full integrated body and soul.
1: Yes, yes. And, and, you know, and it's funny because people are fascinated with that separation. I mean, there's two things that, that everybody likes to talk about. And it's, when we're almost to Halloween, heck, we celebrate it <laughs> right. at Halloween, right? Um, actually, what we're celebrating as Christians is the fact that we won the war. Amen. And yeah. uh, and it really doesn't matter if we laugh about ghosts for instance because we know that jesus won Mm -hmm. but that's you know that's what we'll talk about next time um but the fact is let's let's talk about that for a second you separate body and soul and Mm -hmm. two things happen i mean death but what but what are those two things that we um are always kind of fascinated with
2: well yeah uh the the ghosts and spirits right and then of course i love zombie movies right so that's the zombies are really bodies without a soul that's walking around
1: right and just just Chaos and havoc and eating each other and making a big mess. Yeah, so that's a zombie. And there's all kinds of fascinating zombie movies um, and stories. And then the other one is ghosts, right? And and what are ghosts?
2: Really, spirits without a body is roaming around. Right,
1: so the soul the without, soul, a, body. Yeah, soul without a, a body. A lost soul looking for its body or looking for a place to settle. So um, so anyway, so that's, that's where we're going to leave this this time. Um, we've been talking about original man. After the fall, which has really occurred when Adam and Eve grabbed something that didn't belong to them, and we can delve into that a little more next time about how that occurred, um, we enter into a time called Historical Man, which is where we are now. But it started with the fall. So we'll talk about that next time. And we will be back after the break to talk to you about some things that are coming up here in the Archdiocese. I was dead in the
4: grave. I was covered in sin and shame I heard my
5: It's been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. More and more people around the world are interested
1: in their family history. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312 655 7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today.
0: You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago. Presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago.
1: Thanks for hanging with us on Fully Alive. I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick. Along with me is Ray Pingoy. And we were just uh, talking to you about our monthly Theology of the Body Catechesis, our uh, our Wednesday Catechesis. Mm-hmm. And we're now moving into the second half of our show, where we're going to talk about some things that are going on with the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, and the Archdiocese of Chicago, and um, all the things that we do to help resource you in Chicago. Now, on the phone with me is one of our coworkers, Mauro. Um, hello, how are you?
7: Hello, Don. I'm the, I'm
1: yes, yes, Mauro works with us um, in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, specifically in the immigration area. Um, and he's here to talk to us a little bit about a couple of things. Um, we just did a webinar on faithful citizenship, um, kind of as a companion effort, and then we, you also have a very important event coming up called Keep Hope Alive. So let's start with the um, with the webinar and what people can expect, and and what we're calling faithful citizenship. What, what was that all about, Mauro? The,
7: the um, okay, so we're going to be doing um, the the. Uh, the- a Keep Hope Alive event on um, October 29th. And uh, we're going to be... It's a, an event that takes place every year. Of course, we, um, we We're going to do it um, earlier in May, uh, but we had to move it up to October 29th. And um, we're going to have uh, with us uh, Cardinal Supage at that event. And mm-hmm. it's also going to be moderated with uh, um, I mean by uh, sister Norma Pimentel. Mm-hmm. Um that, that is that is important uh, Norma was just uh named uh uh times uh, one of times 100 most influential women in the world. And so we are really looking forward to having her um moderate the um uh, the Keep Open Live event which will take place on on October uh, 29th. Okay, so so what, what
1: was, um, for anybody who doesn't know who the sister is, can you tell us a little bit about her?
7: Uh, yes, uh, Sister Norma, she works for Catholic Charities uh, at the border between mm-hmm. uh, Mexico and the United States, and she does ministry to, you know, to the people who are, um you know coming to the united states as refugees and and what have you uh and so her ministry uh is entirely for the uh the people who are making that that journey
1: mm-hmm. okay so um so she's you know somebody that's very near and dear to the heart of our office and works um very closely with the immigrant to to welcome them to to and uh, to take care of them correct
7: uh, yes, yes, exactly. Mm. And that's uh that's what the Pastoral Migratoria does and uh, Keep Hope Alive is uh is meant to to raise money for the um uh Pastoral Migratoria which is part of the office of human dignity and, and solidarity mm-hmm. um uh, about eighty percent of our our funding comes from from donors mm-hmm. and so it it is an important event to keep the uh, the ministry going okay. and and also uh, new this year is um the fact that we're making it um national because the the pastoral migratoria has uh, also taken um What's the word I'm looking for? Taking off, I guess, in in so many other cities throughout the uh, the country, mm-hmm. uh, from from Stanford, California, to New York City, and and many others. And so we're going to be doing it in conjunction with the uh, with with the national team as well.
1: Okay, and which is a great, a great opportunity to show the solidarity across the country of our church and, um, and how we all work together. And this is all a part of like Corporal Works of Mercy, right? Um, welcoming the stranger, um, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked. This is this is what what you all do uh, in addition to helping people, accompanying people, so that they um, they know like you know how how to live here and and because when someone comes here from another country they 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 need um, a welcome you know a welcome face right
7: right right and and that is that is the uh, the most important part of it is that we accompany people uh, you know during this time. Um, the nice thing about Pastora Migratoria is that the people that we do formation with and and form uh, once they finish the formation sessions, uh, they usually, you know, go on their own and start help you know helping other um, other people who might be in in need. Um, and you know, we also introduce them, for example, to you know to lawyers, immigration lawyers. Uh, who are willing to, um, uh, you know, to discuss the cases with them and and be upfront with them about what it is that they are expecting. You know, if you know, if for some reason they need to go to trial or or whatever, um, rather than having them figure this out on their own. I mean, somebody comes here as a refugee; they have no idea where to begin sometimes, and so so we mm-hmm. kind of provide help them with those first steps.
1: Right. I mean, and, and anyone, you know, who went to a new community would would need um, some friendly faces to help them to get used to the community, which is what you're doing. And this isn't right. isn't just uh, Hispanic. It's also Polish or anybody from anywhere else. Right. That would need some accompaniment
7: yes yes uh, this is open to to everybody you can, you could be from um from Mexico or South America you could come in from you know a country in Africa or in mm-hmm. Asia or in Europe yes. and yes and you will receive the um, the, the same accompaniment sure. you know, I so it's so it's
1: really important that we are able to fund this this um, initiative. And, you know, a lot of what we do um, comes straight from donors who have an interest in, in the area of ministry that we're um, working in. And so, Keep Hope Alive will help to fund this initiative of accompaniment from people who uh, immigrate here from anywhere. And that's, that's a, such an important ministry. We're, we're called to that, you know, from the corporate works of mercy. And, um, and that's exactly what what that funding would help with. So we would encourage everyone to tune in on the 29th. How can, how can they tune in?
7: All right. Yes. The, um, the webpage, it's uh, connected to the, uh, to the Chicago Archdiocese uh, website. is uh, keep hope alive 2020.org. Okay. Uh, so keep hope alive 2020.org. And once, once you are there, um, there's a different, um, you know, possibility to make a donation and mm-hmm. also to register for the event itself. Um, so if, and, if
1: if somebody just wanted to come in and learn more about our ministry and learn more about um, what Pastoral Migratoria is, they could do that, right?
7: Just, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And and uh, registration is free. Right. Uh, there, there is no cost, uh, you know, you know, to attend the the event itself. Um, and you can do it right there at KeepHopeAlive2020.org.
1: Okay, so so that's great, and I'm hoping that everybody listening would tune in, get a get a better flavor for what our immigration group does, and how how we are working in solidarity with the church across the country to um, to accompany people, to walk with people who um, might be considered strangers. We don't want them to be strangers. We want them to feel welcome and a part of our. Our, our, our human family, certainly. They're all children of God. Everyone's a child of God. We're, we're called to be in solidarity with everyone. So that's, so that's a real important thing. So I'd encourage everyone to join us in that. And with that in mind, as I said at the beginning, we also um, kind of did a companion effort recently in September where the Respect Life Ministry and the Immigration Ministry got together and we, um, we put on a webinar for faithful citizenship so let's talk about that for a minute, Maro. Um, why why is faithful citizenship important um, to your to the immigration ministry, to the Respect Life, to anybody who's Catholic?
7: Well, I, I think it's important so that we can um, you know stay in tune with uh, Catholic social teaching when mm-hmm. it comes to the uh, to the elections. Um, of course, we cannot tell somebody, you know, vote for this candidate or vote for that candidate, right? Um, you know, because you know, just ethically and morally, would be would not be a right the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we can, um, you know, educate people as to what are the the issues that are important, you know, to the Catholic Church.
3: Sure. You know,
7: and, and so. Um, you know, one of the, the big issues that tends to come up, of course, is, you know, respect life. And so we we teach people about what it is, you know, that we need to do for, you know, that respect of life. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, and, and really everything that has to do with the corporal works of mercy um, ha- is in respecting life from conception to natural death. And that's everything. Everything you do in immigration ministry, everything we do in Respect Life ministry, everything we do uh, in CCHD and in, in our CRS—it it all has to do with respecting life.
7: Yes, yes, exactly. And and if we take a look at um at you know Catholic social teaching, for example, uh, we see that the biggest, the most common denominator is the uh, respect for human dignity, uh, and so that that it has to be in place, you mm-hmm. know, in, in any decisions we make when sure. we are, you know, reaching out to help somebody.
1: So so what the bishops are calling for is for us to, first of all, inform our consciences and to uh, not just make a decision on our emotions or on our political party, but to say, this, this is wrong because it's wrong, right? This is right because right. it's right. And then the bishops have said to us, and and you're catholic faith is not a private thing this needs to be um stood up for you need to defend it in the public square you need to say to your our legislators we expect you to uh enact laws that um, are right and and not to enact laws that are wrong unfortunately there's a lot of laws in our country that are not are not right um so we are called to express that, to explain that, and to, and to really demand that of our elected officials. So, and that's what faithful citizenship is all about. What is our job as a Catholic Christian in the public square to stand up for? So, so we're going to encourage you all, first of all, read the document. You can go to the USCCB website, and you could even just Google faithful citizenship USCCB, and you'd be able to find that document. Uh, and it spells out a lot more about what Maro and I are talking about right now, um, and when then we have a webinar uh, with with some folks that actually work for the USCCB, kind of guiding us through the process. So we hope to have that that on the website uh, this week, and um, you can go to RespectLifeChicago.org or to the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity and find that find that webinar to kind of help you to guide guide your um, your faithful citizenship through the election and beyond, right? So, okay, Mauro, it has been so wonderful having you on with us. And we, again, encourage everyone to um, to at least come and participate in Keep Hope Alive and certainly make donations if your heart is telling you to do so. Um, thanks for joining us, Mauro. And for the rest of you, we'll be back in just a minute. All
7: right. Thank you, Donna.
6: Hi, this is Bob Gilligan, Executive Director of the Catholic Conference of Illinois and current Board Chair of Aid for Women. I'm inviting you to a special event, a virtual fundraiser on October 7th at 7 p.m. This year's speaker will be Ben Watson, former NFL football player and Super Bowl champion. He's also the executive producer of a recently released film, Divided Hearts of America, a film that he hopes will change the nature of the debate about abortion in America. In addition, this year, we're honored to be presenting an award to Virginia McCaskey, owner of the Chicago Bears. For more information, go to www.aidforwomenlive.com. That's www.aidforwomenlive.com.
5: Hey parents, have we got a great idea for you. While your kids are adjusting to being back in school, they can also help brighten the day for one of the thousands of our senior clients. Invite your kids to write a short letter or poem or make a drawing or tell a few jokes on paper. Then all they need to do is put it in an envelope, add a stamp and address it to Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois 60629. That's Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. These letters will mean so much to the seniors who open them. And your child will have that wonderful feeling inside that comes when you reach out in kindness to someone else. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities.
6: You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020 the online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th for a night filled with music, camaraderie, and inspiring speakers. Cardinal Blaise Supich and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now, more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free, and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org.
1: Welcome back to Fully Alive and the last segment of our October broadcast. Uh, we've been talking with you for the last 45 minutes. So we first we went through our Wednesday catechesis of Theology of the Body. Then we talked a little bit about Keep Hope Alive and Faithful Citizenship. And now, Ray and I would like to talk to you about something that started this weekend. Um, Respect Life Month.
2: So. Yeah, it's a great blessing to have this in our um, in our country. I actually just learned this. I thought it was an international movement of Respect Life every uh, October. Mm. But I just figured out, or actually someone told me last night, <laughs> that in the Philippines they have Respect Life Month on February. Okay. Yeah, so it's a great gift for us to have Respect Life Month on October. But the thing is, is that it doesn't end. No. Right when you know when, when November happens, it's no longer respect life. No, no, no. It extends throughout the year. Throughout
1: the year. It's just a month to focus on it and to kind of kick it off. And there's a theme that we have just presented. And what's that theme, Ray? The
2: theme is live the gospel of life. How beautiful is that? Yes.
1: And I know last month, if you followed us, we talked a little bit about the gospel of life and the fact that this year is the 25th anniversary mm. of Evangelium Vitae, which is an encyclical that our Saint Pope John Paul II um, presented 25 years ago, and um, you know it was very prophetic. He talked about uh, what was going on in our world and some of the uh, sojourns that we'd taken away from the gospel um, in yeah. our and in, in our culture.
2: And it just also gives us uh, some instructions, in a sense, or maybe the better word would be inspiration in how. Uh, we posture or how we serve or how we accompany mm-hmm. everyone, uh, especially in this theme of live living the gospel of life, right? so Absol- invitation. Absolutely. It's an invitation. So,
1: you know, the uh, pro-life secretariat and our bishops in all their wisdom decided that since it is the 25th anniversary of that encyclical, let's just focus the year on it mm-hmm. for the next year, um, starting with what happened last Sunday, which was uh, Respect Life Sunday.
2: Which kicks off the whole Respect Life month, Respect Life Sunday. Uh, Hopefully our our listeners are um, out there, uh, have heard, (laughs) right, have heard uh, maybe a a homily about Respect Life.
1: Or maybe you've seen some posters in your parish, Mm -hmm. or maybe you're seeing that there are some projects happening, especially this month, to focus people on the theme of living the gospel of life.
2: Right, it really uh, the the gospel of life, as you mentioned, Don. really provides that blueprint in our call to continue on building the the culture of life. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. if you haven't though, if you haven't uh, heard your pastor or your deacon talk about. Uh, respect life or maybe haven't seen anything on uh, in your church or m- not mentioned uh, about the Re- respect life uh, month stuff it's not too late yet it's not too late no
1: we they certainly um you might a- ask your pastor about it or f- or find your respect life committee or if you have a respect life committee and and ask them if they have the the packet and they are f- going to focus on respect life month now sometimes the pastor has uh, other priorities that he needs to cover the first weekend of the month. And that's okay. That's why there's four Sundays. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> he can pick another one to preach on life, and that's okay too.
2: It's not too late yet. And if you want, uh, we have we do have some more uh, limited, actually, limited amount of packets, uh, Respect Life packets from the USCCB. If you uh, want to receive one, you haven't received one, do give us a call at 312-534-5355 and let us know.
1: Yes, or, or you can send us an email. That's, that's great, too. And you can see our email addresses at respectlifechicago.org. Um, and we'll be happy to send you a packet or at least one to the designee at your parish, usually the person who manages the Respect Life Committee or your pastor. So that they can make sure that that gets um, proliferated, so to speak, at, yeah. at your parish, and um, and like we said, there's there's plenty of time this month. This is a great month to find some projects for your parish, and if if you, if your parish hasn't dove into it, you could do this on your own too. Yes, you can. Um, there's you, a lot going on.
2: Yeah, I think one idea, maybe something to start with, is really diving into the gospel of life mm-hmm. and having some reflections. Maybe you could do this virtually. Gathering some some uh, people to have a book club about sure. that as well, and you can
1: find that Evangelium Vitae document at the Vatican um, website, and you can print it out or just read it there. It's it's what forty or fifty pages, I guess, yeah, and yeah. it's 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 not a hard read, um, but and but he does it he does it spell it in no uncertain terms that we're living in a culture of death, and it's incumbent upon our baptismal promises to um, to build the culture of life.
2: It's important for us to reflect on that. And and again, uh, if you need it, there's, there's great uh, uh, resources as well. On uh, Check out our website uh, at respectlifechicago.org, which will lead you into uh, the great resources that the USCCB has provided for us in this Respect Life Month.
1: Certainly, certainly. And, if, and the fact is, even if you don't have the packet, you could go straight to those resources because there's everything is available, available digitally. You can print them out. You can order them. Um so much so much to to be had.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually wanna point out to this one. I think this is a a, a great and special resource. There's a respect life homily notes there on, on that website. Mm-hmm. And you can you know, you can just read through this and then and, and or, you know, have a meeting with your pastor or your deacon and and you know they don't have to kind uh, of come up with anything. There's there's really a great outline already for them to. to and it's use. based
1: on the readings of the week, of course, the Sunday readings, and then the, some themes that you can pull out that um, are life themes. Mm-hmm. So and it's a, and it's important to understand that there's there's so many activities you can do with the pairs or on your own to focus on Respect Life Month whether you join a 40 days for life campaign which there's 3 of them this year That's we have right. 3 this is such an important year with all the laws that have um, gone against life in Illinois that um, we have three very enthusiastic groups who are hosting 40 Days for Life campaigns. There's one at the Milwaukee Avenue Albany Clinic, Mm -hmm. and that's certainly, um, that's been an active campaign for the last few years. And, and you can just go to 40 Days for a Life slash Chicago for that one. There's one up in uh, Waukegan at the at the new Planned Parenthood that opened during the lockdown, which is certainly a shame that that's open. Um, but it's one of the largest Planned Parenthoods in the country. And it's right on the Wisconsin border. So you certainly could uh, join that campaign. And that's 40 Days for a Life slash Waukegan. And then there's another one in Flossmoor, which started a few years ago with the, uh, the, the opening of that mega center, Planned Parenthood, right on the border of Indiana. So um, any of those would be a great opportunity. And and you probably are in, you know, driving distance to any or all of them. So um, go to those websites and see if you can sign up for a few hours. That's just a, a great prayer opportunity. And of course, Everybody will be observing social distancing requirements as, as we're at those campaigns.
2: And bring your masks as well. Yes. Uh, and how it's happening right now.
1: Those are happening right now. So yeah. that started on the 23rd and will go until the first Sunday in November. So we would encourage you to participate there. Other things you can do, you could uh, organize a, a drive, like a baby bottle campaign for a pregnancy center. You could get involved um maybe volunteer at the pregnancy center this month. Maybe take your kids out there and, and see what kind of great work they do. Um, you could also get involved with our immigration ministry and, and, and get involved with um, accompanying you know, people who uh, feel like they're strangers in, in our land and need to know that they're welcome and certainly part of our Catholic family. Um, many other ideas. So I would encourage you to go to the USCCB, check check out those ideas and get involved with them. So we are just about at the end. Uh, There's so much more we could talk about, as always. But uh, please go to the, you know, USCCB Pro-Life Secretariat to check out more information. Go to our uh, respectlifechicago.org, which will direct you to all of those resources. Um, Make sure that you have posters in your parish and that we are focusing on Respect Life Month and uh, beyond. So thanks. Thank you all for joining us. It's been a great uh, radio show. And Ray and I will be back in November to continue our Wednesday catechesis. And uh, we'll have some more information for you as well. See you all then. God bless. God bless.
0: Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.